Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, April the 25th, 2022, and we are back at it. We were out last week, we being me and you guys. Um, so last week after Easter, um, of course, always kind of just, you know, Easter weekend was amazing, just amazing. I'm sure it was amazing where you are. It was certainly amazing at Bayside. Uh, so many awesome things. Um, we had a great, great, uh, great, a great, great, great Good Friday service. Uh, then Saturday was the extravaganza out at Oldsmar Park, Oldsmar Park, Orioles Park, which was rescheduled uh, from an earlier uh, rainout, and so it got rescheduled to the day before Easter, which turned out to be just amazing. You know, I was wondering, like, because uh, a it was going to be in the afternoon, and b it was going to be so close to Easter, I was wondering if people were just would have a little like uh, Easter egg hunt fatigue. Because you know them kids had already been to like three Easter egg hunts by by that time. And so the day right before Easter, I was like, you know, how what's going to be the turnout for right before Easter in the afternoon? And it was hot. It was hot the, the Sunday after or the Saturday before Easter here in Tampa. It was warm. It was toasty. It was probably one of the first really warm days we've had. Um, and so I was wondering, like, what, what what's the turnout going to be? Um, uh, apparently they were not. There was no uh, Easter egg hunt fatigue, guys, because there was a bazillion people and a little cheering and a bazillion little cheering out at Oriole's Park, which was an awesome uh, community event and a partnership with the city of Oldsmar. Uh, it was a great, great day. And then, so that was Friday, Saturday. That was Saturday. Then Sunday, of course, last Sunday, uh, Sunday of Easter, we had the three services. Uh, the first, right back at Oriole's Park that morning, which was awesome, bigger than ever couple hundred people out there at 7 a.m. for worship. And then uh, we had our two at Bayside. Um, just tons of people, tons of activity. And we had the donut truck. So, boom. You had donuts with Christians, and you got where two or three are gathered. <laughs> where two or three are gathered. Where a Christian and a donut truck are gathered. Jesus is in the midst. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, where two or three Christians and donuts gather, that's church right there. So um, it was awesome. But anyway, so last week we were off. And, and so you may be wondering what was going on. Actually, Christy and I, so we had our, our daughter and son-in-law were here through Monday, last Monday. Then we made a trip up to Ohio. We actually drove up to Ohio, quick trip, to pick up a travel trailer. We have a travel trailer now, guys. So, um, you know, we're just going to do some camping. Actually, it's glamping because it's a very nice travel trailer. Um, so I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to try to make it sound like it's, we roughing it because it's really nice. Um, but it was a long, we, so it was, it was a quick trip, man. We drove up. We took two days driving up, two days driving back. 
Um, so we got back Friday night. Um, and so that's what we, that's where I was last. I was on the road, man. I was on the road. We were on the road. Uh, we stopped off in Georgia, then Trenton, Ohio, shout out right in our old stomping grounds right there in Trenton, Ohio, uh, couch RV. Those of you in Middletown, those of you in, uh, out in Madison, uh, out in Monroe, Ohio, we were right there, man. We were right there. But we couldn't still couldn't visit because we were like, we were on a mission. We had to get that trailer and start getting back. So, um, but we thought about y'all. We thought about y'all right there at Tylersville exit. Yep, 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 yep. So, but anyway, so that's where we were last week. But right now, what we're doing right now is we're going to read the word. Because you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Yeah, right by Tip City, not far. Just keep trucking on up 75. We'd have been right there at Tip City. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where we were. Um, all right. So we are now the second Sunday of Easter, second week of Easter. And so our readings today take us to Daniel, first John and the gospel of John, Daniel one, first John one and John chapter 17. Um, and so now we've gone through the Lenten season after Easter, you enter Easter season and so Easter season goes from Easter to Pentecost. So um, so another four or five weeks, five weeks to Pentecost. Um, and then we'll, I think it's five. That sounds right, since Penta is five and Passover. Uh, yes, no, there's six. My bad. There are six Sundays or six weeks. So anyway, um, so here we go. Uh, the second Sunday of or second week of Easter. So we're uh, the theme for this week. The whole theme for the whole week is from First Peter chapter two. Like newborn babes, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation. For you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. So this this after after Easter is kind of like I, I, the focus of the church is on growth and living out. Uh, the resurrection message, to grow up in spiritual maturity, to let that resurrection power be alive and at work in us. So, all right, you guys, thanks for being on. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. And so we're going to start with Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 through 21. I'm excited about Daniel chapter 1. I'm excited about being back with you guys. So, miss y'all. Miss y'all. I'll be honest with you. I think about you every day. When I'm not, when I, I'm not even going to lie because it's such a routine that when, you know, I wasn't going to lie, I didn't miss you last Monday because I was tired. I just wanted to sleep. But, you know, the other days, yeah, I'm thinking about y'all. All right, let's uh, let's jump in. Um, good morning, Joseph. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Lorna, Charlea. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. All right, uh, Daniel chapter 1. During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King of Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Hmm. The Lord, listen to this. The Lord gave that my voice came out weird right there. Did you hear that? The Lord, the Lord, like a, I don't know, like a squeaky toy. Anyway, the Lord gave him victory over Jehoiakim. Hmm. 
you remember we read this few weeks we spent a lot of time in jeremiah and all through jeremiah uh the prophets trying to warn the people to get their crap their crap together repent 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 that's the message of the prophets repent 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 you might want to consider repenting you might want to consider repenting you might want to consider turning back to god you hey by the way you might want to consider turning back to the lord oh guess what it's too late now because now judgment is coming and uh, our country is going to be destroyed because you wouldn't listen to me, nor any of the prophets that preceded me. And so here we're reading about the uh, King Nebuchadnezzar being an instrument of the Lord to bring uh, judgment on the people of God because this is what the Lord gave him victory over Jehoiakim, king of Judah, because God, God's in control of everything and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. Ooh, that's desecration right there. So Nebuchadnezzar, this Babylonian king, took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God. Wow. He took sacred articles from the temple of God in Jerusalem and brought it back to Babylonia and placed it in the temple of his God, of his the pagan God. Ooh. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men. You guys, can you find any? Where do you find those at anyway, right? So that's what all, that's all the young ladies are asking. Like, where are those people? Where are those men at? What a strong, healthy, good-looking young man at. <laughs> Ask Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I need, okay, so anyway, that's how it worked, though. When when a invading force would uh, take over a land, they would often deport the, the, uh, the powerful the healthy, the strong, those with potential, those with leadership, they would get them out of there. They keep the riffraff where they at. But the people that could, you know, cause a ruckus, they 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 pulled them out of there, man. So select only young, uh, only strong, healthy, and good good looking young men, he said. Make sure that they are well versed in the in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. Oh, I teach them Babylonian language. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. Huh. So who did they pick? Did they find any? Did they find any smart, good-looking young men that had been there? <laughs> and as a matter of fact, they did. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men who were chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed them with these Babylonian names. Daniel was called Belshazzar. Hananiah was called Shadrach. Mishael was called Meshach. Azariah was called Abednego. Abednego. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Here we go. Oh, that rhymes. 
But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. So Daniel, Daniel is a great lesson in, uh, and it was, it was a great series that was done at Bayside uh, in the book of Daniel uh, this past fall, which I was not a part of. I was on sabbatical, uh, but this, the team at Bayside did an amazing job on this series through a Daniel. And uh, it was just a, a great reminder of unshakable faith, man. Someone who lived out their faith in, uh, in um, turbulent circumstances. He's being deported. He's being removed from everything he knows, but he is determined to keep his faith. I mean, we get all shook up when a little something changes in our, li- in our life or in, our, in the culture. We get all shaken. We let it rock our faith. Not Daniel, man. Not Daniel. He ain't doing that. He's going to stay true to God. He's going to figure it out. It's like, you can change my circumstances. You can change my location. You can change my name. You ain't going to change my heart. Hmm. Hmm. Come on. We got to have that kind of heart, man. We got to have that kind of uh, grit about our faith. You can change everything around me. You can, you can change my financial circumstance. You can change my address. You can change my name. You can change my physical mobility, but you ain't going to change my heart. My heart is fixed on Jesus. Hmm. That's what Daniel was like. So Daniel was determined. Come on. Somebody, that's a word for somebody today. Somebody's got to be determined. Somebody's got somebody today needs to be determined. They're gonna they're gonna stay keep their faith rock solid on Jesus. You ain't gotta you got you gotta stop trying to do, figure it out. Am I gonna be am I gonna be committed? Am I not gonna commit? Am I don't am I gonna serve Jesus today? Am I not gonna No, you're going to. That's what you gotta say to yourself. You, you gotta speak to your own heart and say, No, I'm a child of God. I'm gonna act like it. <laughs> I'm a child of God. I'm gonna live like it. Yeah, that circumstance, I I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't wanna uh I wasn't happy about that. This situation changed in my life. That situation changed in my life. wasn't the most uh, advantageous changing of circumstances, but it ain't going to change my faith. Mm. So Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food that was given to him by the king. He asked the chief of the staff for, for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Look, he didn't eat it. Daniel didn't start a protest against f- un- unclean food. He just asked permission. Is it okay if I don't eat the food? Is that, a, is that cool? Is that all right? Now, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. God gave him favor. And that's awesome. Sometimes, you know, sometimes just asking permission. So everything isn't like a, you know, a, a cause for riot, right? Sometimes you just say permission. Like, you know, my conscience um, really is conflicted about this. It would be okay if I abstain from this. Would it be okay if I didn't go to that? Would it be okay if I didn't eat that? Would it be okay if I didn't watch that? Would that be okay? Just ask permission. Who knows? God may get, grant you favor. Now, God had given the chief, both respect and, given the chief of staff respect and affection for Daniel. But he responded, I'm afraid of, but he's responded, I'm afraid of my Lord, the king, who ordered you, that you eat the food, this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other youths your age, I'm afraid the king will have me beheaded. So the chief of staff is like, "Why?" Well, personally, I'm I don't mind with, but if if but I'm a little concerned about you getting enough nutrition, about your health here, man. Because if the king sees that you getting all feeble, then he gonna cut my head off. 
we then we both gonna be up a, a creek. <laughs> Verse eleven. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for four, for ten days on the diet of vegetables and waters. Oh, Daniel, fast man! He's doing a Daniel fast right here. Vegetables and water. Daniel said, "At the end of ten days, see how we look. Check us out." compared to the other young men who were eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. So just really, let's just give it a test. Give it a whirl. Let's give it a whirl. Let's try our diet without eating your unclean food. And at, and at the end of 10 days, look, if we, if we look unhealthy, then you know, let's, let's make some adjustments at that point. But let's give it a whirl. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned to the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables. And all the other, all the other men were like, dude, what are you doing to us? Man, we was eating the king's food. We were having wine every night. And now you, you Hebrews been drinking water and vegetables. Now we all got to drink water and vegetables. Yeah. What you doing to us? This place is, this place is horrible. But you're looking good. <laughs> but you sure are looking good. <laughs> you're not eating good, but you're looking good. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the 10 days, Daniel and the three, okay, I read all that. All right. Um, verse 17, God gave these four young men unusual aptitude understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. God gave them that. Wow. And God gave, do you ever notice how many times it's, it's all about God in here, man? God, God, the Lord gave Nebuchadnezzar victory over Jehoiakim. Uh, the Lord gave Daniel favor with the chief of staff. God gave these four young men unusual aptitude, and God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. Hmm. How about that? God gave, God, think about all the things God gave you, man. God gave you. All the things God gave me. He gives us. That is the heart of God. God is generous. He gives and gives and gives. And he's in control. I mean, the other side of that is a reminder of God's uh, providence, the sovereignty that he gave. God gives. Nobody gets without God giving. Hmm. Everything in our hands has is, is been given to us by God. Um, verse 18, when the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. They went to the next level. See what's happening here? Jesus, God is promoting them. He's, he's, he's moving them up because they've been faithful with little things. They've been faithful in the small things. They've been faithful in the, in, behind the scenes with their, their heart towards God. But God sees it all, right? And so now God's moving them up, giving them more influence, giving them more power. They, they, they're using their talents and their abilities that he gave them. God gave them the talents and the abilities. They had a special aptitude for it. And a lot of you got all of us have special aptitude for something. Some of us have a special aptitude for cooking. 
Some of us have a special aptitude for technology. Some people have a special aptitude for teaching. Some people have a special aptitude for talking. <laughs> Some people, their special aptitude is sarcasm. You know who you are. Uh, some of you have a special aptitude for humor. You're just funny. You know, make people laugh. Uh, some of you have a special aptitude for fitness, health and fitness, for building, construction, uh, and on and on and on. Sales. You have a special aptitude for it. Who gave you that? The Lord did. Now, you may have worked on uh, improving what God has given you, your skills, but there was an aptitude there given to you by the Lord. And if we were faithful with what he's given us, he'll show us favor in other ways. So the king talked about them, and no one impressed them as much as those three. So they entered the royal service. When the king consulted them in any manner requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, man, we need some balanced judgment. Come on. Maybe that's the word for somebody today. I need some balanced judgment. I need some balanced judgment. Not, 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 not impartial. Or, yeah, impartial. That's right. <laughs> Not, not, not biased, not partial, but impartial, balanced judgment. That's what I need. He found them 10 times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his fire kingdom. Yeah, because they got Jesus, because they had the Lord with them. That's why. They were 10 times more capable. But it wasn't, they didn't just take their, uh, their, their graciousness and goodness uh, in favor of God for granted. They, uh, they, they, they improved. They uh, invested, I should say, in the gifts that God had given them. If you find you have a special aptitude for it, you know, you don't just, we don't just sit back and say, okay, God will take care of it. God will manifest this gift. No. We, we invest in it. We water it so that it becomes better. Yeah. All right, let's ju jump over to 1 John. Welcome, everybody. So great to see you guys on. Good morning, Joey. Good morning, Christine. Marlene, welcome, everybody. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. I love 1 John. 1 John is the, the, the letter, the epistle that I always recommend, and I'm not the only one. It's commonly recommended uh, to new believers. If you have a new believer or someone who's searching, and they're like, what is, a, what is Christianity about? Send them to 1 John. It, it jumps right to it. It's super short. You can read it in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but it's, there's a lot in it. It's a great, great uh, book for a new believer. All right, First uh, John chapter 1, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. Yes, sir. Who are they talking about? Jesus. He's the word of life. And we're not talking about someone that we, we heard about. John is a firsthand witness to the ministry of Jesus. The, the ministry, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. What are you saying? We, we, were, we saw him with our own eyes. We touched him with our own hands. We testify and proclaim to you he is the one who is eternal life. Wait, I'm sorry, verse 2. This is the one who is life itself, who is life itself, was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. So he existed before, that's what he's saying. And then he became human. He, then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. 
and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. Hmm. This is the message we heard from Jesus, and now declare to you, God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all. How much darkness is in Jesus? None. Zero. There's no darkness in God at all. So if there's something dark going on, God's not in it. That ain't God. Jesus, there's no, there's no darkness in Jesus. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. So if, if as a child of God, if I'm claiming to be a child of God, claiming to be reconciled uh, to God in Christ, claiming to be a child of the light, but yet I go on living in darkness, I'm kidding myself. I'm lying to myself. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of, Christ, uh, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all, from all, uh, from, cleanses us from all sin. So if we live in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship not only with the people of God and with the Lord, but the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If, here we go. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But, verse 9, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So some, that may be the word for somebody today. You need, you need to confess your sin to Jesus. You're like, you feel, you feel unclean. You feel dirty. You feel uh, unworthy. Look, if, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all your wickedness. But if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So if you claim that you never sinned and you don't need Jesus, you're lying. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> Everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. There's not one righteous, no, not one. All right, John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. This is our final reading for today. Let's, let's do it. 1 through 11, John chapter 17, verse 1 through 11. This is Jesus praying. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given, given him authority over everyone. This goes back to uh, the uh, Daniel passage. God's over everything. Everything we have has been given to us by God, by God. Every opportunity, every aptitude, every talent, every provision has been given to us. The whole idea of the providence of God is really about God's provision to us. He provides not only individually, but he's going to provide through, to us through history. The providence of God. He gives eternal life to each, each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought, glory on, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. Hmm. This is what he's talking about in 1 John, right? That he existed before the world began. Now, they know everything I've, I have is a gift. There's that theme again, gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. So Jesus passes on to his disciples what the Father has given him. 
They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in the world, but I am going to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they may be united just as we are. Amen. So that we, the people of God, may be united as Jesus and the Father are united, as the Son and the Father are united. May we, as disciples of his, be united. Well, I hope the Lord spoke to you today. Maybe it's about, you know, uh, blooming where you're planted, you know. God's placed you there. Bloom, man. That's what Daniel did. He bloomed where he was planted. He, they moved him to, they moved him to uh, Babylon. He still served the Lord. They couldn't change his heart. He kept serving God. Maybe it's realizing what all God has given you. Um, maybe it's confessing sin and knowing that he's faithful and just to forgive you. Uh, maybe it's using all the gifts and talents that you've had to bring him glory today. Man, he's blessed you in, a, in big, big ways. All right, you guys, you know what we do now? It's time to pray. Let's, uh, let's pray. Let's start this Monday off with, uh, with the word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, that... Uh, You've set an example for us in your word of how we can live out our faith despite or regardless of circumstances, uh, that we can live for you, we can bring honor to you and glory to you. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray that you bless them and encourage them, help them to live out their talents and their, their giftedness uh, with a holy anointing that brings glory and honor to you. May we invest in the gifts that you've given us so that we can grow in them and, and glorify you even more. Uh, even as you, uh, Jesus, glorified the Father. Lord, thank you for today. Pray that we would be your hands and feet everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of the morning prayer podcast. We love you guys. Thanks for catching back up with us. We'll be back at it tomorrow as we continue these readings through uh, the second week of Easter. Um, God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.